make it. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I ask a lot of people to come this morning because the message that I am preaching on today is, is called Woe. Say that with me, Woe. Say it with me, Woe. Touch somebody and say, Woe. Woe. Say it again, say it again, Woe. Well, before I get to talking about that, I want to think about you for a minute. Don't read yet. Stop reading. I will read it together in just a minute. I want you to think about you for just a second. Just think about your own life right now. Think about you. What have you been lying about? What have you been lying about? Think about your own life. Don't think about me. Don't think about anybody else. Don't think about your son. Don't think about your daughter. Uh, get, the, get, 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 get this sunk into your heart. What have you been lying about? about who are you trying to fool who are you trying to think about that for a minute who are you trying to fool who have you been cheating got quiet real quick who you been cheating think about you not anybody else who you been lying about what you been lying on who you been cheating who have you been betraying who have you been betraying it happens every day. In this world we live in, it happens every day. People lie to you. They cheat you. They betray you. They say, hey, friend. And the moment you turn around, they stab you right in your stinging back. Today we're going to talk about hypocrites. And it's such a huge topic. It's so important because when you think about the life of Jesus, you think about all the people he loved, right? How many people know that Jesus loved a lot of people? Jesus loved a lot of people. And when you think about it, right, he loved everybody. He healed the sick. He made the blind see. We read that, correct? Is anybody with me? Say amen. Don't be quiet on my watch. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to come here and be quiet. If you agree with me, say amen. I want a church that's lifted in spirit, not one that's brought down by, by things this world has for us. So I want to say this to you again. Listen, today we're going to talk about hypocrisy, and it's such a huge topic. It's so important because when you think about the life of Jesus, you think about all the people he loved and how he cared for the needy, and he healed the sick, and he loved the poor. And you remember how he loved the worst of the worst? How many understand that Jesus loved the worst of the worst? Is there anybody in this church right now that would, would, would admit that they used to be a prostitute? Is there anybody here would admit that they murdered somebody? Is there anybody in this church that would, would, would admit that they're an adulteress? Jesus loved the prostitute. I thought about standing up some women today just to see if they had the courage to stand up and say, yeah, I've done some things in my life, and Jesus loved me. Yeah, I, I committed some sins against God, but he forgave me, and he loved me. Jesus had a tendency to go and love these people, these needy, these hurting, these broken people. He had a heart for them, and I love that. And, and you remember how he loved the worst of the worst. In the world's eyes, a prostitute is the worst of the worst. In the world's eyes, a child molester is the worst of the worst. In Jesus' eyes, I'm going to tell you, sin sticks out like a sore thumb. 
See, you can pretend all you want to when you come up in this place. But who have you lied to? Who have you cheated? Who have you frauded? Who have you deceited? Who are you deceiving right now? Who are you trying to get over on right now? Because Jesus can call you on your sin by not what the world can see on the outside, by what's going on on the inside. And you remember how he loved the worst people. In the world's eyes, the prostitutes, the murderers, the thieves, they were the worst. But there was this one group of people that when God, when, when Jesus got in front of these people, he would completely act different. And he would be so direct with them, and he wasn't loving and gentle, and he didn't have this kind, soft tone. You know, when he was at the well, his voice had a kind, soft tone. I am the living water. If you knew who I was, baby, can you imagine Jesus sitting there saying, you know who I was, girl, if you just knew who I was. But there was this different group of people. Listen to me so you know which category you fall in when we're done. There was this different group of people. There was this different category of people that when Jesus encountered them, Jenna, he did not have a gentle, loving, kind voice. Matter of fact, his voice changed. He didn't care for them. He didn't, he didn't care for them. Can I say that to you? How many have ever encountered somebody, ever had somebody do something to you, and you just didn't care for them? I guess we're in a group of, of people that will be honest today. And he was so direct with them, and he wasn't loving and gentle. He didn't have that tone in his voice. They were the hypocrites. Jesus Jesus had a different tone, a different demeanor. Uh, uh, when he got in front of a hypocrite, he had a different tone and a different demeanor. How many see sometimes people walk a certain walk one way at church and another way outside of church? How many people do we see day in and day out have Jesus on the back of their car, a little peace fish, but they flip you off when they get around you? How many people, hear me, if you fall into that quarter category, you could be a hypocrite. If you say you love your neighbor, but as soon as they leave, you're stabbing them in the back. You could be a hypocrite. If you say, I'm ready to give to the poor, me and Jared was talking about it the other day. We were talking about for our under and over ministry, because we're doing so many different things for the holiday. How about we just get them a, a new pair of socks? Let's just get them a new pair of socks. How cool would that be? And you know what? I want to do that. I thought that would be awesome idea. Just give them one pair of socks. I'd be grateful for one pair of new socks. Not when I was a kid, but now that I'm an adult, socks matter. But when you're a little kid, you're ready for a bike, and you get some socks, you're just mad as a mug. <laughs> but when you're needy, when you're in need, and someone blesses you, you have this group of people, they're called hypocrites. They're called Pharisees. And when Jesus encountered them, his whole demeanor changed. His whole attitude changed. Can I say this to my sons? Can I say this to you? His whole demeanor changed. He couldn't stand them. He couldn't stand them. So if you're a hypocrite today, the Lord cannot stand you. He says, I am the same yesterday as I was yet tomorrow. I'll be the same 20,000 million years from now. I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. I do not change. So if he, if, he, if he was disgusted 
and didn't like and didn't want to tolerate and changed his demeanor towards hypocrites, don't you think that it's still that way today? The word hypocrite, the Pharisees, he would call them names like this, sons of hell. He would call them that. Jesus would encounter them, and he wouldn't say, hey, what's up, my brother? How are you? You're good, man. Put your arms around. See, we as Cowboy Church, sometimes we get it all wrong. Not everybody is brother. Not everybody is sister. Jesus knew that. He called them sons of hell. Hey, you sons of hell. Hey, you whitewashed tombs. He called them, if you look it up in Matthew, he called them sons of hell. And if you look it up, he said, you whitewashed tombs, you look good on the outside, you got your church clothes on, got your big Bible, got your peace fish on your car, got your crosses all over your wall, but you are sons of hell. Because I know what you look like, Tina, on the inside. I know what you look like on the inside, Carl. I know what you look like on the inside, Brother John. You look good on the outside, it's all washed up, it's all clean, but on the inside, you are going to hell. You hypocrite. You hypocrite. If this is stepping on your toes, praise God. Because I'm going to tell you something. In a minute, in, my se- in, in this message, I hope that God leads me to be truthful with you today. That it would just change you from being a hypocrite to being saved. They were like, wow, Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Jesus, you say things like that? Because these people... They so disgusted him with their actions because they claimed to be religious. They claimed to have a godly relationship with him. They claimed to have a pure and religious, uh, they, they claimed to be good leaders. But Jesus looked on their inside and he shook his head like this. You're so fake. You're so fake. Can you imagine Jesus coming into this place right now and going over to this section and saying, you're so fake. He shook his head at him. He said, you're so fake. You're so fake. You hypocrite. You hypocrite. He embraces everyone except these people. He embraces everyone, and then his facial expression changes. This is truth. Grab this this morning. I ain't making this up. I studied this. I've been studying this for a week now. I know what I'm talking about this morning. I am not here pretending to act like I know something that you don't know. I studied this, and you need to know this because there's a certain group of people that Jesus could not stand. And it was the Pharisees because they were hypocrites. And that tells me, and it ought to tell you, it ought to tell you that you want to be anything but that. You want to be anything but that. Because Jesus, they disgusted him, knowing. They disgusted him. He shook his head. <laughs> you say one thing, but you do another. You act one way, but you do another. You talk one way, but you're another way. Anybody ever encounter somebody like that? Let's just be honest. Aren't we that way sometimes? And, and, and God just convicted me as I've been studying this for a week now because I've been dealing with some things that are tearing me up on the inside. God began to deal with me, and I thought about this statement. And I thought about this, and I thought about it, and it tells me the word hypocrite. It don't, it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what side of the tracks you live on. Anybody can be a hypocrite. It don't matter how much money you got in your pocket, what kind of fame or fortune you've acquired in this world. It don't matter if you're big, small, 
two-eyed, four-eyed, one-legged, two-legged. People allow their selves to allow the devil into their lives, and they become hypocrites. I want to say this to you this morning. When I looked at this scripture, I looked at this statement. Jesus embraced everybody but the hypocrites. He embraced everyone except them. He got in their faces. And that tells me if there's one thing in my life I don't want to be, that's a hypocrite. And the thought behind this statement is, listen, the thought behind this statement, hypocrite, listen, learn, listen, 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 learn. The thought behind this statement is, every day I fight that. Every day you fight that. The one thing we don't want to be, every day we fight the one thing we don't want to be is a hypocrite because it disgusts Jesus. But if we're truthful with ourselves, and I'll be truthful with you, every day I fight it. It's a fight. Hypocrisy is so easy to fall into, especially with those who have been in church for a while. So if you've been in church for two or three years, raise your hand. If you've been in church for two or three years, raise your hand. It's so easy to fake it. 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 Especially you mature Christians, you've learned how to dance the dance, talk the talk, walk the walk, watch the mouth. But God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. I'm preaching way better than you are letting on. God looks at the heart. God looks on the inside. God knows about you. God designed you. He created you. He knows every hair on your head. Even if you ain't got hair and there's some of you that don't. He looks through the scalp, past the shine, and he knows you. Kids, he knows you. He knows if you come to church to talk to your buddies. He knows that if you come to church to look for a man or a woman. He knows if you come to church to celebrate the fact that you're somebody. He knows your attitudes. He knows the inside and outs of us. That's why it's so hard for me to do a message like this when God is convincing me not to be a hypocrite. That's something that we all struggle with if we're truthful. And I don't think it gets any easier as you get older. I got mad at Brother Dave the other day. I told him, build a bonfire for these kids. Get ready to light this fire. We're going to light it on Friday morning. Get ready, and then we'll burn it down. We'll add some logs to it, and everything will be good. Well, he missed the part that said light it on Friday. So he lighted it on Thursday. And so when I came over, because Dave's getting really old, and the first thing to go, Dave, is your hearing. And uh, so, I, so I was like, why would you light that fire? We were waiting, we were saving, we were doing it. And finally he said, I did it, I did it, I lit the fire. Be mad at me all you want to. But there are so many times I lit the fire. There are so many times I made the mistake. There are so many times that I told the lie. There are so many times I was a hypocrite. And if there's one thing that Jesus can't stand, it's a hypocrite. Because people who've been in church for a while... Uh, they know how to fake it. We know the lingo. We know the words. We know how to carry ourselves. We know how to look pure. We know how to teach Sunday school classes. We know how to sing Christian songs. We know how to fake it. 
We know how to fake it. We know how to fake it. And it's so easy for hypocrisy to sink into our lives. So don't just sit here and assume that you're not a hypocrite. So look into your life right now and say, who have I lied to? Who have I cheated? Who have I deceited? Because it can so quickly happen to us. And this one group of people, this one group of people, honey, he couldn't stand. It was hypocrites. It was hypocrites. It was Pharisees. So back in the day, the word hypocrite, let me, let me, let me say this to you, Renee, so you get this right. And you can take this to them other places and tell them. The word hypocrite means actor. It wasn't a bad word. If you were an actor, you were a hypocrite. If you were an actor, you were a hypocrite. Hypocrite is not a bad word. You were an actor. You put on a mask. Nobody knew who was behind the mask. See, if I... If I put on this mask, you don't know if I'm having a good day or a bad day. You don't know if I'm a Christian or not. You don't know what kind of person I am. Back in the day, I could, I could preach a message with this mask. And everybody say, he was in a good mood. He's not going through anything. He's awesome. He's funny. Ooh. Oh, somebody getting this on video. But you could, I could fake it. I could fake it because I had a mask on. Back in the day, back in the day, listen to me. Back in the day, a hypocrite was someone who wore a mask. A hypocrite was someone who wore a mask. Back then, they would put masks on. They were actors. they walk around with their mask on. They were called hypocrites. It wasn't a bad term. But I was studying this, Rex. That's exactly what people do today. They walk around, they put a mask on. Not really like a mask you buy at Danny's, but a mask of a hypocrite. I can't see who you really are, but God can see who you really are. Jesus can see who I really am. Jesus can see who you really are. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? If I put this mask on, you didn't know I had a good week or you wouldn't know if I had a bad week. You wouldn't know if I was smiling or crying. You wouldn't know. So let's just, as I give the rest of this message, let's just think if I left this mask on and I preached John 3.16, you wouldn't know at the end of this service if I was laughing or crying or not. That's what a mask does. That's what a mask does. It hides it. Right now, churches are full all over the world. With people playing church. Right now, churches are full all over the world with people who are playing church, people who are hypocrites. Whoa! You see that behind me? It says, Whoa. The Bible says, Whoa to those types of people. Whoa to those. Have you ever encountered somebody and they just made you go, Whoa? I went out on a date with her. She was fine as wine. She had a swing in her hip. 
She was built like this. She had long brown hair and green eyes. She was fire. You got her, you picked her up, you brought flowers, you brought candy. You went around and you stood up and you opened the door. you like, get this now because you ain't getting it later. You shut that door. You got in. You looked at her and you smiled. You winked. You got in. You drove to the restaurant. You pulled her chair out. You set her back down. And, 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 and you look into her eyes and say, what are you having? Well, what I really want is I want to be married. I want to have five kids. I want to uh, come move in with you tomorrow. I brought my toothbrush in my suitcase. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you I have three kids. And they come with the deal. And my credit's bad. And I got a record. And I'm wanted in four states. Some people look good. They walk good, they talk good, they got their hair and their makeup fixed. But you really don't know the inside story. Is anybody getting this? God knows us really, Beverly. He really knows us. People are playing church all across America. They walk into church, they fake it, they pretend they're something that they're really not. And you see how Jesus exposes and expresses himself when he speaks to this kind of person. So that's a warning sign to you and me not to become like that. That's a warning sign to you and to me not to become hypocritical. To become hypocrites. Touch somebody and say, don't become a hypocrite. There you got some water. Joe. Joe's got it. Not to become, touch somebody and say, you don't become a hypocrite. Shake somebody, because I don't see like y'all shaking. You see in Luke chapter 11, verse 37. Thanks, sir. Bring me another bottle of water, Joe, that's not in, open. Verse 11. Chapter 11, verse 37, I'm sorry. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But I'm staying on this for five weeks. So make a decision this morning that you're going to hang with me for the next five weeks. And listen, in the next five weeks, Carrie and Joseph, you're going to understand what a hypocrite looks like and what not to become. In the next five weeks, all of you that are here, if you can't be here, listen on podcast, listen, pay attention, uh, get it, get a CD from Mike and Cooper in the back, whatever you got to do, hang with me, because this is something, Miss Glenda Nixon, that you do not want to become, is a hypocrite. Because Jesus was disgusted by the hypocrites. So I got to finish this thing this morning because I got another illustration that I want to use, and I want to close with that illustration. And, and this is the verse. You study it. You study it. Make sure that I'm right. Go home, study it. If you come up with something, text me, email me. Tell me, Pastor, I studied this before. Look at this, because this is important to me, because I need to learn how to handle people. And not everybody is a brother, and not everybody is a sister. 
Not everybody's good for you, and I need to learn that. How many would love to learn that with me? Say amen. There's some chairs right here, guys. If you guys, Frankie, would you move down there by Fred or let them in between you guys? Thank you guys for being here this morning. Luke chapter 11, verse 37. Woe to the Pharisees and the lawyers. And he spoke a certain, and as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and sat down to eat. When the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not washed his hands before dinner. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, you make the outside of the cup and the dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did you not know he made the outside? Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside make the inside also, but rather give alms as such things as you have? Then indeed all things are clean to you. Verse 42. But woe to you, Pharisees. Say woe. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rule and all manners of herbs and pass by judgment and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the other one out. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you are like graves which are not seen, and the men who walk over them are not aware of them. Then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, Teacher, by saying these things, you have reproached us also. And he said, Woe to you also, lawyer, for you load men with burdens and hard to bear, and you yourself do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build tombs of the prophets and that your fathers killed them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed men, and you build their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also says, I will send prophets and apostles, and some of them will be killed and persecuted, that the blood of all the prophets which shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation, for the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who persuaded between the altars and the temples. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You do not enter in yourself, for those who were entering in you hindered. And he said to these men, these scribes and these Pharisees, he began assailing him and to cross-examine him about many things lying in wait and seeking to catch him in something that he might say or do. That's what we're going to be covering in the next six weeks. Amen. So here's Jesus. Wake up. So here's Jesus. He's been invited over to their house. He walks into the house and he's invited to for dinner. How many have been invited to somebody's house for dinner? He walks into the house and he's invited for dinner. I'm going to explain it to you and I'm going to be done. 
He walks into the house, and he's invited for dinner. And he walks in, and all the Pharisees are in front of him, and they're washing their hands, and they're cleaning them up, and they're washing their hands, and they're cleaning them up. And Jesus just goes on over and sits at the table. And Jesus, knowing everything and knowing all, he begins to read their thoughts and their minds. And they look at him, and they say, Why didn't you wash your hands? Why didn't you wash your hands? We all washed our hands. Didn't you see us wash our hands? How many of us have sent our kids to the bathroom to wash their hands before supper? And you know they didn't. You say, show me them hands, boy. Show me them hands. They ain't wet. They ain't got an ounce of water on them. They ain't got nothing on them. They're, they're dirty. Their fingernails are dirty. They've been playing outside. You say, go wash your hands before we eat. And this is that scenario. Here you got this group of men. Here you got this group of men. They're washing their hands. And can I say this to you? That, that, that is not, that is not a law from the Old Testament. That's a man-made law. That's the law of the Pharisees. That, that's what they, they wanted to be separatists. They wanted to separate themselves from anybody else. They wanted to be separatists. So they washed their hands. They wanted to separate themselves. How many people do we know now are separatists? How many churches don't want nothing to do with this church? They don't understand it. They want to be separatists. How many other religions don't want something to do with other religions? Because they're separatists. Jesus knew what they were thinking about him. So he didn't wash his hands, and, and they start to judge him. Look at him. He didn't wash his hands. Look at us. We're all clean. And Jesus gives the perfect illustration. It's awesome. It's amazing. Then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees make the outside of the cup and the dish is clean, but your inward part is full of greed and wickedness. Foolish ones, did not he who made the outside also make the inside? Oh, man. What Jesus is saying in English is, you're cleaning up the outside. You want the world to see. But on the inside, you're still filthy. On the outside, that's what I've been teaching you for 30 minutes. On the outside, you got it all together. But on the inside, you're looking at pornography. On the inside, you're lusting after your neighbor. On the inside, you don't like other people. You hate people. You give the socks to the needy, but you wouldn't let them come to your house. And Jesus says, woe to you. Woe to Who's got a, a strong stomach? Anybody with a strong stomach? Fred, you're the first one to raise your hand. Oh, you're so crazy. I found this cup laying on the floor with this spoon in it. It's got some white, creamy-looking stuff on it. And there's some stuff floating around at the bottom of it. And I found it over there by the ice maker, the ice maker in my concession stand. And it was just laying on the floor. And I picked it up and said, they can't pick up their own trash. And I looked at this spoon. It looked like somebody licked it, but they left a little. Can you see where they, they left a little bit on there? And I thought, to, can you see where there's something in there? And I picked it up, and I washed the outside of it real good. And I made the outside look good. I could put this back there, and one of y'all would have grabbed it, poured your coffee, and never looked. But I didn't want that kind of illustration. That would have freaked me out and grossed me out. If I'd known that, I'd have been sick about myself all week. 
But I said, I wonder if I get some sucker to drink out of it. <laughs> so you take this cup. I take this unopened bottle of water, Joe. Not that I didn't think you was going to put your tongue around it or anything. And I pour it in here. And I swish it all around. Is there anything wrong with the outside? Is there anything wrong with the outside? Dana, you taste it first. <laughs> Here, taste it. Just taste it real quick. Anybody taste it real quick? Hey, Dallas Cowboys, come here, you big Marine. Come here, big Marine. I'm just kidding. Stay there. Who's a first-timer? <laughs> you want a drink? You sure? Just a little sip. The outside looks so good, though, Beverly. <laughs> He's always wanted to go to Fear Factor. <laughs> How many can imagine a, a, a cup of chocolate milk that didn't get drank and it sat in the sink all week and then you poured it out and then you poured a Dr. Pepper inside of it? That's what Jesus is using to describe how people really are. How many believe that today? That's what Jesus is using to describe. Granny, you've been in church a lot longer than I have. You've been in church most of your life. Am I, am I saying it right this morning? He's saying, you look good on the outside, but you're not so good on the inside. I'm not going to let you drink that because I love you. Here, give me that. I love you. Bless you. Amen. Go ahead. Everybody's like, darn, I wanted to see that. So they get mad at Jesus. They get mad at Jesus because he don't wash his hands before he eats. In fact, Jesus, all-knowing, all-loving, uses the opportunity to teach. Uses it as an opportunity to teach. And I'm using this as an opportunity to give you an illustration, an opportunity to teach. Jesus says, you want me to wash? You want me to wash, and you want everybody to see me wash. You want me to get your approval. You want me to wash and do things like you, but you're filthy on the inside. Can I say this to you? It's so important for you, brothers and sisters, to remove yourself from filthy people. It's so important for me to teach my boys not to associate with a certain group. Because they rub off on you. Is anybody getting this? Anybody agree with this old pastor? It's so important not to hang around filthy-minded people or filthy-mouthed people. Because a filthy-minded person will start to put thoughts in your mind. A filthy-mouthed person will start to make you talk a certain way. Jesus says, you want me to wash? You want me to wash and everybody sees me, but you're filthy on the inside. You're full of anger. You're full of greed. You're full of wickedness. You're full of, and this, this is, you're cleaning on the outside, but your inside is just trashed. 
Some of you are in this church this morning. Your inside is just trash. Your inside is just filthy. It's like that cup. Nobody wants to have anything to do with it. Especially Jesus. He's using this as a teaching opportunity. You clean the outside so everybody can see it, but you leave the inside dirty. Jesus says, I know it's your heart. I know where it is. I know what it looks like. I see the wickedness. I see it. I see it, Pharisees. You clean the outside, but you leave the inside dirty. Then Jesus stayed on them. I mean, no, sometimes when you get a hold of somebody and they're not right, you got to stay on them. Because they need to either get right or they're going to die and go to hell. I mean, no, sometimes you get on somebody and they're sin, you need to stay on it. Because they're either going to die. I, I was thinking about the, I, I'm done, I'm done. I'm, I know I'm going a little bit longer, but, but it's been good. Listen to me. He stays on them. He stays on them. And then Jesus stays on them and he used this word woe. Now when you and I hear the word woe, say that with me, woe. You think it's no big deal. Woe. You think that ain't no big deal. We don't use that word. Hey, I was studying this message all week. I was writing it down. I was looking up the word woe. And the word woe means cursed. The word, the word means cursed. The word means damned. What Jesus is saying to these Pharisees is damned you. Cursed are you. Damned are you. Cursed are you. What he says to the hypocrite is damned are you. Cursed to you. The word woe, it don't mean anything really in our language. But back then it was the only word that Jesus could have used at that time. And it was woe. Woe. You say you love your neighbor, but you don't. You don't. You say you love your wife, but you don't. As soon as another girl comes by, you'll drop her like a $2 suitcase. You say you want to get right with God. You want to get free from pills and drugs and alcohol, but you don't. As soon as church is over, you're going to pick up the football game and grab you some cold ones. You say you want to change your life and you want to live for the Lord. But kids, you don't. As soon as you're out of here, you're cussing like a sailor. You're thinking about which boy to sleep with or which girl you could put another notch in your gun. He uses the word woe because he sees the inside of these men. God sees the inside of you, and the word woe means cursed. The word woe means damned. Cursed or damned are you who are hypocrites. You this morning, cursed or damned, you who are hypocrites. And it don't get any better for the next five weeks. But you can make sure you ain't one. I thought about it last night. I went roping. I hadn't roped in a long time. And we don't use the word woe, Miss D. We don't use the word woe. But I've been studying it. And it was my turn to rope. And, and I saw my healer go into the box and... And I gathered up my rope, and I went in there, and some guy got into my place. He got into my spot, and they went ahead and run. I thought it was my turn. And, and I wanted to say, woe to you, you're in my spot. But we don't use the word woe. But Jesus used the word woe. It was a cursed word, a cursed, not a cursed word, 
but a cursed world. But these people who are hypocrites, these people who live one way at church and another way at home, kids will be honest. If I were to ask the kids about you, and if you were to ask the kids about me, they would be completely honest. They know what mama does. They know what mama don't. They know what daddy does and if he's there or not. Woe to you is cursing. Woe don't sound right in our language. wonder what that roper would have said if I said, Woe to you! But to now know what it means. It means cursed or damned. So I want to get into this. But I want to leave you and I'm closing. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to get into this for a while because it's not God's will that anyone should perish. It's not any of God's will. He did not send his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that any one of you would die and go to hell. That's not, that, that wasn't what he wanted to do. He came to save your life, to save your life from hell. There were a lot of guys at the roping last night, and a lot of them were drinking, and a lot of them were cussing, a lot of things. I said, Lord, am I here to do your work? Am I here to do your will? Or am I here to say, whoa, the lifestyle that you're choosing, the, the way that you're doing this is going to lead you straight to hell. Whoa! Some people blow you away. They talk one way. They act one way. They're like that cup. If you're like that cup, you need to ask God to forgive you today. You're pretty on the outside, but on the inside, you're a hypocrite. It's the strongest word he could have used. It carried sets condemnation. It, it carried sense condemnation. Anybody that's listening right now, Woe to you if you're living a double life. Let me pray with you right now. If you want to change your life right now, just slip your hand up and let me see you. I'm not gonna, everybody head bowed and everybody eye closed. If you want to make sure you're not a hypocrite and you want to change your life right now, slip your hand up. Let me see you. Okay, a house full of people. You're not alone. Ain't nobody in here want to let their pride send them straight to hell. Put your hand back down. Let me pray with you right now that raised your hand. Father, thank you for so many that raised their hands this morning. Father, help us to not be a hypocrite. Help us to surrender every area of our life to you. Every single area of our life to you. Father, that we may be clean on the inside, which is so much more important than on the outside. For Jesus to eat there was important because he wanted them to know that it was more important to be cleaned on the inside than it was to be cleaned on the outside. Some of you are filthy right now, but God can clean you up. God wants to clean you up. If you raise your hand, pray with me and say, Lord, clean me up on the inside. Lord, take my eyes, my ears, my thoughts, my mind, and my heart. They're all yours from this day forward. 
I will serve you, Lord. I will not be a hypocrite. My actions and my deeds will line up with my words and my thoughts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Lord, if there's anyone here that's never prayed and asked you to come into their life and save them. I know there's a girl here for the first time in the back. I know there's some others that are here for the first time. Maybe you heard this message and you're like, Brother Mark's talking to me. No, I'm not talking to you. Jesus is dealing with you. And you need to get your heart right with him today. Because hypocrites go to hell. Liars go to hell. Pray with me right now. Say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. I believe you died on the cross, and that three days later you rose. Come into my life and save me. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. If you prayed that with me, let me see your hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Praise you. Fourteen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Lord, thank you for our time together. In your precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.